What's the revolution? You know that tea is sweet when you when you look at it and you can't see through it. Literally, you are drinking that liquid diabetes. We all have been there at the family reunion at the space table and they bring you that cup of tea and you move it around and that tea don't move. That tea kind of wobbles. Can I have your attention for a moment? What's good, Revolution? Welcome to the What's Your Revolution show, a show for men and the people who love them, where we discuss how men can find and embrace the revolution within themselves. Where people can find and embrace the revolution within themselves. I am your host, Dr. Charles Cooper, joined by my dude, my friend, my revolutionary, look, my revolutionary in residence. That's what we don't call you. I like that. The revolutionary in residence. This is our this is our ninth episode of Revolt and Evolve with my dude, as I said, Dr. Travis Batts. I like that. What's good, Dr. Hey, Travis Batts? Man, I told you I was I am in your city, right? I came down here ready to grow. I am in New Orleans. Uh, it is wonderful. And what is it? Christmas time's got a way oh, yeah. different vibe. Yeah. And, yes, it and does. that lets you know how dedicated I am to the show because I could be out there in the vibe, but I'd much rather have this poignant conversation with you, my brother. You don't need to be out there in the vibe. I just wanted you to know. <laughs> what? I- I, okay, I just want to say, you don't you don't need to be out there in the vibe. Like no, no, like no, you don't need to Why be out there. Why can't I enjoy the vibe? Why can't yeah, I enjoy yeah. the vibe? Look, yes, yes, that's right. Um, I just want to say that Dr. Bass and I, you know, for the first time we met each we met each other in DC a couple of weeks ago. We had not met in person and we had a ball like literally yes Mrs. Mrs. Bats everything was PG G rated just want everybody to know Dr. Bats is like a, it, it, it felt like Disney World that's how G rated it was you it know? was it was yeah that's DC that's exactly. vegan oh that's right we, the, we food, got, the food was good yes yeah. Yes, you got to experience. You, you complained a little bit about the uh, what was it, seaweed bacon? It was uh, even though you yeah. ate it, I didn't see anything left. I mean, DC vegan, shout out, yeah, uh, great experience, hungry. great vibe. Um, so you didn't say you were hungry. You, I was hungry. Full? It was early in the morning. I was hungry. Like, what are you talking about? Okay. Like, it was stupid. I was stupid hungry. It was good food. It was good food. Yeah, we had been out the I night went before. Twice. Yeah, we had been out the we, we had been out the night before. Shout out to the commander, to the commander. Yes. Uh, Commander Corey Doolittle. He Commander got Corey Doolittle, super fan, and Dr. Travis Batts got a chance to meet each other in person. That's crazy. Yep, yep. So shout out to the brother for uh, coming to pick us up and just you know hanging out and you know hanging out and and doing his thing, being the smart black man time. that Dr. Co- I mean, well, we're gonna call him Dr. Corey Doolittle, but Commander Corey Doolittle is. So mm-hmm. thank you, dear brother, for. You know all that you are in the world, man. You know you get the, you get the most shout outs on this show. So you know, uh, but yeah, yeah, we had a good time. It was nice. Tell me, so was what was that like? What was that like meeting for the first time for you? It was. Um, I mean, to say the word surreal, I think makes it too over the top. But it's one right. of those things where. You know, I felt like we knew each other. And what was what was interesting was people that would see us together in, in yeah. terms of when we would yeah. go to one place or another. They were surprised at how, you know, y'all just met. What do you mean? And yeah. I said, well, we just met physically. And I think what that does is that underscores the value of something that I don't think a lot of people do is literally just talk yeah. and communicate. Yeah. Because we talked about and this was a show we had several 
you know, months ago where we talked about the two tenets of relationship and mm. the way that you grow a relationship is through time. Yep. And one of them is communication. Right. Yep. And, and, and over this time, I've got to learn about you. You've got to learn about me. And although we didn't physically see each other, it was those conversations where either we would be on a show or talking. Um, and then when we met in person, it was just that, that same synergy just yeah. carried over. Yeah. And so it was uh, it was cool and, and interesting to see that, again, you you are literally the same in person, which um, is a good thing. But because uh, <laughs> some people so, sometimes you talk to people and then when you see them out in person, um, what you're expecting is different. But it was the same. I mean, of course, you know, you you came straight off of J. Crew magazine when you showed up. I mean, you know, I mean, come on, man, come on, man. Don't, I'm don't, just saying, don't, man. Don't put me in the you Euro, Eurocentric magazine, brother. You know what I'm saying? I need to know, but what? I, I don't know. I was asking. I'm like, man, I need to snapshot or something because you, you know, a leather jacket, GQ and, or something. You know, there was a magazine when I used to read when I was a. Uh, when I was back in my back in my stylist days, when I didn't wear a lot of athleisure, it was called Code. It was like <laughs> it was like the men's style magazine, man. You know, mm-hmm. um, yeah, brother. You know, we got we we try to kill the game when we go out, man. Let me tell you, we did. I see yeah. that. I see that. I mean, yeah, we know, should get was... look, look. Beckett Seminar needs a. Um, <laughs> Uh, we need Beckett Seminon to sponsor this show, brother. Like that brother. See, he got on. Look, he got on his. Beck- uh, look, my mom asked me what I want for Christmas. I was like, I want some Beckett Seminons. I'm gonna tell you like this. I have given a lecture, had two appearances. These boots have been on. Uh, let's see, eight, almost twelve me. hours walking. And my <laughs> and my feet feel great. Um, yeah. And I don't know if the folks at Becca Seminon are listening. I mean, uh, and we, we did literally we walked the streets of uh, D.C. DC yeah. uh, without any issue. We had one of uh, Commander Doolittle had, yeah, he had on the tennis, tennis shoes shoe. on yeah. and they were they were doing what they needed to do. And I tell people um, you should put a link in the description. I know this is going on YouTube, but put a link in the description just so people can engage. Yeah. Um, because, again, I think it's a great testament to when people put the value behind what they do, you see it. And and whenever I talk to people about value, I always say that there are three paradigms of products. Here we go. Here we go, revolutionaries. You knew it was coming. I know, but look, I just got to put it in this interjection. Like (laughs) when Corey Doolittle got in the car, he was like, man, you got some three acronyms for me. He was like, man, I know this dude, you know, I got the PRP, yeah. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? There we go. You know how it's going. Don't throw it in there. I got it. Okay. To. So give but, us, give us, give us these three tenants. So, so for products, but this is, you can, you can use this. So either you can have a product that is high quality, done quickly or low cost. Right. right. And so when, when you look at those things, you know, you, you can have two, but you never can have all three. Right. It's right. impossible. Right. And I think what Beckett Seminon does is they lay heavy on the high quality and the low cost yeah. because you're going to wait a little while to get these high quality shoes. But when you think about what you get out of them, when you think about the craftsmanship that goes in and again, when you look at how we develop true relationships, right, it's not something that happens fast. So you can mm. have a high quality relationship that is a low emotional cost in terms of what you have to give because it is reciprocal. And, and we can bring this whole thing around a relationship. So when you look at building. That's right. There's pursuit and nourishment. Ahead, and that's ahead. what's happening. And you pursuing the shoes. And when they get you, when you get them, they nourish you. Mm-hmm. 
Yeah. And that's the thing. Yeah. And, and and when people start to look at moving into, and this is December, right? And and we're moving into this new year and this new space, you know, really start to value the quality of your relationships. Yeah. Really start I mean, to value the time that you put into your relationships and really start, <laughs> start to value the cost of that relationship. And sometimes yeah. relationships Cost too much. And I'm not talking a monetary mm. cost. I'm talking an emotional cost. I'm talking yeah. a mental cost. I'm yeah. talking, you know, it, it is taxing sometimes with people that, that don't have the energy that you had. I mean, and I was refreshed and energized. I think one night and we it was all business. We we were we were we were out discussing and it was, you know, all before business. I looked at the clock, it was it was one uh, thirty in the morning. Yeah, one thirty. You said three a.m. Yeah, three a.m. on my watch. I don't know what Doctor Bass was talking about. It was three a.m. I was on West Coast time. I was yeah, on West clear. Coast. West Coast. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I was on West Coast yeah. time, bro. Gotcha. <laughs> I mean, but that's the that, that's the. I mean, we had to let Commander Doolittle go. We were like, hey, we know that you got a kitchen pass tonight, so yeah, we, yeah, we were yeah. like, is it look? Is it time to go? Yeah, I think that was the first night. The first night was one thirty. You know, yeah, we used to call him Eli, Doctor Doctor Beatty, and I were always we used Dr. to call them entourage nights. Okay, I see. Yeah. It. I see. It. Uh, and that's that's what we had. We two we had two entourage nights, and I want to give a shout out to my. I want to give a shout out to my good friends from the class of 93 JMU. You, you got to meet them. We had a, a wonderful dinner at the uh, Four Seasons at their steakhouse. But you got to meet some four of the most prolific brothers that you would ever want to meet. My, you know, my uh, college best friend, DeGal, uh, my other college best friend, Paul, and uh, my close, close friend, my close, close friend. Like he's my dude, Brian, man. Just, just mm-hmm. we've been tight for so long. And I, I posted the picture. Unfortunately, you wanted to take the picture and not be in it. Um, <laughs> but I said, you know, surround yourself with Kings. And that's, you, you think about the conversations that we had that night and, and let's, let's, let's circle it. Right. These are five well-established five or was six of us now. And then six of us in there having conversations about, you know, life. And when I say revolutionary is what, you know, we, we talk about conversations about life is that we were talking about what it means to be men in their late 40s and 50s and the things that, you know, the the the, the issues and challenges, the joys, the trials, the trials, all of those things that make up who we are as black men in this country and black men in our families, black men in our communities, at our jobs. I mean, and you were just sitting at the table dropping dimes like you were literally oh. like. You were literally Stephen Curry out there dropping jobs <laughs> on how we can take our uh, how we can take care of our total health. That's right, revolutionaries. Right. I said that how we can take care of our total health, um, because you know Doctor Bass is always our is always our conscious when it comes to our health. And one of the things that men don't talk about, we're going to talk about here for a second. Men don't talk about it. as we grow older, we still want to be able to perform. And I, we, we still want to be able to perform in the bedroom. Um, it is a right. part of who we are. It is a part of our masculinity. It is, it is a part of, as as one woman said to me, you know, sex is a sex is an elixir. It is it is good for my mental health. <laughs> yes, it is great for my mental health. I am a happier, less cantankerous man when I'm having regular <laughs> sex. Like literally, I, I know it's like oh, you just talked about sex. Yeah, we are saying this out loud. Um, Sex is really good for your mental health. It is good for your physical health. The endorphins, the uh, neuroepinephrines, um, the ability to, you know, release uh, whatever's going on in your life. And I'm not talking about the physical release right there, but whatever is able to go on in your life for those moments. 
you know, you have the ability to turn if turn off the world. And that is why it's good. And, and for for men, and particularly as we know that diabetes and hypertension and cardiovascular disease are uh, not even precursors, but they are uh, very, very correlated, very correlated to sexual dysfunction, uh, particularly in men. And so having the ability to take care of yourself to mitigate diabetes, to mitigate cardiovascular disease, to mitigate hypertension, you are going to have a more robust sex life. Well, we've got one of the top renowned cardiologists in the world talking about <laughs> cardi, you know, cardiac health and talking, you know, cardiac. And one of the questions that came up was like, how do I make sure that I am protecting my, you know, I'm protecting my prowess when I want to have as, as men in early fifties moving into, you know, not even middle age. We're already in middle age, but moving into these spaces. And the one thing that we're sitting at the table listening to this world renowned cardiologist says is take care of your heart. If you can take care of your heart, you can take care of your pee pee, right? <laughs> you know what I'm saying? <laughs> you know, you can, you can take care of your phallus. You can, uh, yeah, I'm right. off the chain today. Right. You, you can take you it are. if you take care of your heart. And Dr. Bass is going to tell us, like, one of the things why he is vegan because you know a heart healthy diet comes from a plant based diet. So, you know, give That's us true. one of your eighteen thousand. Oh, recipes. No, no. And, and on I knew you were going to I knew you were going to make that part of the conversation come up. But the interesting thing was it continued to come it up. Yeah, it continued to evolve in terms of what that discussion was, because as, as uh, Dr. Corpus said, it is something that is ingrained, I don't think not only in men, but, but more so in men uh, than women. And this is a generalization. I, I'm sure that there are folks that feel differently. But I know that when men come to see me, right, mm -hmm. we're going to talk about heart health. But there is often a question when I'm treating a condition, will this impact X? Yeah. Right? They don't care yeah. about, hey, in five years, if I don't treat it, I'm going to have this risk. It is, will it impact my ability yeah. to perform? And I had the pleasure of working with a group who really wanted to dig deep in this. And um, I'll send you the article, but we did an article, uh, a review article about <laughs> two, two years ago called The Benefits of Lifestyle Strategies in the Prevention and Treatment of Erectile Dysfunction. Yeah, tell the story. And this article is is very well written. It, I'm, 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 it's part of... Um, our national nutrition working group, but we realize the impact on men because in many cases, particularly for younger men, younger, you know, thirties and forties, we know that erectile dysfunction is oftentimes, you ready for this? One of the first indicators of cardiovascular dysfunction. Yeah. Because think about the mechanical process that has to occur. It is sure a neuro uh, process. You have to have those feelings. But at the end of the day, once you get that nerve stimulation, there are things that occur at the vascular level that if your vessels are sick, you won't have the ability to do what you need to do. That's ahead, correct. Hop in, hop in there. No, 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 no. I was just just pointing, <laughs> pointing out. <laughs> I, you are you are you. I don't on know one. what you got planned tonight, but on you are you one. are you are turned on up. One. Please don't tell my business. <laughs> so the other point to that is when we think about some of the key contributors to erectile dysfunction, oftentimes I lead in, especially when I see a young man, is to say, "Hey, look, your blood pressure's up a little bit." Oh, it's always like that. Well, you know that long-standing hypertension is one of the key causes of. Yeah premature erectile dysfunction. Yeah. And that usually perks their ears up because I say, think about 
what we treat erectile dysfunction with. We treat it with sildenafil or Viagra or yeah. agents like that. And what, yeah. did it, what, did, what did Viagra start as? As a blood pressure, a blood pressure medicine. Yeah. Because we know that if we can cause vasodilatation, that means increasing blood flow in various areas. Now, it preferentially word. worked word. on. What did I say? Preferentially? I, you said vasodil- <laughs> vasodilation. Vasodil- it just, and I was about to explain it. Vasodilatation yeah. just means enlargement of the blood vessels. And it preferentially does that in um, the areas of the, the genitals for both men yeah. and, and women. That's and by right. doing so, you improve blood flow. But what if you could do that naturally with foods, right? So. Yeah. Celery has natural nitrates and other food has natural mm. nitrates. We know there are five benefits to a whole food plant-based diet. Yeah, right? And one is. of them is decreasing blood viscosity. The other one is increasing lean muscle mass. A, a secondary one uh, in, in terms of that. Oh, I don't know what that was. Something I don't know what that was. Somebody was giving you a thumbs up. <laughs> I thought it was. I don't know. Nobody should be listening to our, our content. That's a but what crazy. I said, I said increasing lean muscle mass. The next one is going to be reducing blood viscosity. Um, it's going to be improving endothelial dysfunction and it decreases free radicals as well as it's an anti-inflammatory. Right. And when you look at all those things in terms of performance, whether you're talking about male performance or athletic performance, because those five things come from a paper that we did in 2019 about mm. the benefits of a plant based diet in endurance athletes, which carry over into strength training athletes. Those same things hold true because at the end of the day, we want to perform. Whether that's in the bedroom, on the playing field, yeah, in our right. jobs, and how you do that is providing your body with fuel, with nourishment, with and, and understanding the importance of recovery in that space. Yeah, talk about this because that was one thing that came up is that um, is nitric oxide and and the importance mm-hmm. of vasodilatation and why that's important. And the reason why I say that because. For some of us, for some of us who are taking uh, medications, hypertensive medications, uh, not because of we're not not inclusive of using or taking or being a part of a plant based diet, um, is that we we have to take medication because it's hereditary. I am a salt sensitive hypertensive. I did not think that this show was going to go this way, but I'm a salt sensitive hypertensive. So no matter what I do, right, I need to lower my salt intake. But I'm still going to have to take a you know uh, something is going to lessen. The, the amount of salt that my body holds. My ancestors came on, you know, all of our, if you look like us, our, our ancestors came on a ship. And those who survived right. were the ones who could re- who had the ability to, to, to retain salt as a mechanism for safety, as a mechanism to live. Not even safety, a mechanism to live. They had to retain salt. Uh, you know, go read it. If you don't know, go read the Middle Passages and understand what happened in, 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 the, gu- in the gully or the valley of those ships. You know, where, you know, people were, you know, like this together, the ability to retain salt was a was a mechanism the body had to actually survive. But that mechanism now does not serve us well because we don't need to retain that salt. But it's still a part of our genetic DNA. Wow. When you get two really, really smart people talking. Um, <laughs> that is why I love uh, I love about this show, Dr. Betts. The thing about it is, is that taking, taking, you know, and I take an angiotensin receptor blocker or receptor blocker, angiotensin, angiotensin receptor blocker too, right? And so you, got you can talk, you can talk more about what that does. Um, but it also depletes the level of magnesium in the body. And so that was one of the things that we talked about. Um, and I'll be vulnerable because I went through a period of time where I was magnesium deficient. And I realized that okay. is that when I started taking, taking, 
magnesium again. There's something there's something that Dr. Bass can illuminate, but I'll even say is that you know how healthy your heart is as a man if you have nocturnal tumescence. Wow. Right? Yep. Right. We'll and what like that, that. They can what, Google and ask Siri what that is. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. Hey Siri, what's nocturnal tumescence? But basically, do you have the ability to get an erection while you're sleeping? Um, and that's the thing. And that is an indicator of heart health. If you're not having nocturnal tumescence or as we call where um, you're not getting erections during the during the sleeping periods, it is, an, it is a sign to you to say that something may be amiss and that you may, your magnesium levels be meeting or you have you may have uh, you may have early onset of erectile dysfunction, but these are things that can be mitigated, right? And, and the me taking the magnesium was an eye opener because I was like, oh, wait a minute. Something may have been wrong, but <laughs> things are all right. See, and I will let you. And, and, the, and the beauty of it is, is we had this conversation with other yeah. men who had said, oh, really? And it was all like aha moments for all of us. And kind yes. of circling back to the discussion about the middle passage phenomenon mm-hmm. or hypothesis about hypertension. Um, if you Google it, it'll say, well, that was disproven. I still think that there are some what they call big word, genetic polymorphisms that uh-huh. have yet to be determined because we don't get in the studies. We don't get evaluated. But I want people to know that, again, when you look at kind of clinical selection or na- that natural selective process, people that maintain their ability to manage water and salt yeah. uh, were ones that did better. Right. When you look at yeah. people that come from air conditions in other places. I mean, here recently we've looked at data in twins. Right. There's a few go to Google or anywhere, you'll see the twin studies that came out about, you know, vegan diet versus not. Even though genetically they're the same, the diet has made some changes. So I think that there are a ton of hypotheses, a ton of ways. But at the end of the day, most folks know what's right. And when we loop back around to the nitric oxide discussion, right, getting Mm -hmm. it from natural sources, making sure you're supplementing. And is there magic to magnesium? Um, No, but magnesium oftentimes serve as a cofactor to many of the enzymatic processes that might limit your ability to produce (laughs) to produce nitric oxide, nitric oxide naturally. And so what I tell folks to do is just as an aside, nitric oxide is what you said. It is a vasodilator. It allows your blood vessels to expand. It is. And that's the thing you want. You want to have big expanded blood vessels. You want to lessen, if I'm correct, like the viscosity of your blood. You want your blood to be, you know, not thick, but thin, moving through those vessels very smoothly. If your blood is thick, your your blood pressure is thick because your veins, your body and your heart are pumping blood harder. Right. I'm a cardiologist and he's a psychologist. (laughs) (laughs) We, We talk about blood viscosity and it's interesting that. You know, now, even though we can't truly measure it, we have insight to that. Right. And one thing that I think about, you know, I'm I'm from North Carolina, you from right up the road in Virginia is think about you ready for this sweet tea, sweet tea, take it to sweet tea. So, you know, the tea is sweet when you when you look at it and you can't see through it. Right. When it is opaque and it just literally you are drinking that liquid diabetes. We all have been there at the family reunion at the space table and they bring you that cup of tea and you move it around. And that tea don't move. That tea kind of wobbles a little bit. That that way, you know, it's some good tea. Wobble, wobble. wobble. wobble, And when you drink it, it feel like you are drinking a tea cake because it's so sweet. Well, now imagine that same sugar that you are putting in your body. Diving into that bloodstream yeah. and that bloodstream, you know, when, when tea spills, it gets sticky. 
Well, imagine the inside of your bloodstream getting just right. that sticky. Right. It's called and plaque. those platelets. It's called plaque, right? And it yeah. builds up. And over time, what you what you have is that constant exposure to that sweet tea or that glucose and those type things creates this problem where you start to have early endothelial dysfunction. Now wow. you say, well, why is that an issue? Well, in the bigger blood vessels, you know, the blood vessels that supply your heart, the blood vessels that go all throughout your body, not an issue. But in the microvasculature, those those smaller blood vessels that supply other areas, other areas that we just talked about, plus your brain, plus your eyes. So that's the areas where you start to see those changes earlier, that microvasculature. And then over time, it starts to impact the macrovasculature Mm -hmm. or the the large to medium vessels that we see. So I think that it's not an all or nothing thing. and, And we all have you know, I won't say missteps, but but ways where we have to make decisions. Right. And I think it's about balance. Like I'm in New Orleans, like I am looking for a good vegan spot. The one that I normally go to is closed. So I'm going to have to search. Right. But I know that if they have some good things on the menu, oh, there's, and, I'm and, and New, Orleans, New Orleans vegan has come up. The, I want to say look up. the. There's a place I can't remember. And they got a, a vegan Philly man during the pandemic. Oh, yeah. There is a mid-city. place. In- it's in mid city. I'm making, man, I got Uber. I'm going. There was a place called, uh, now I don't know how healthy it is. It's called uh, Two Fat Vegans. Uh, That's new. That's not F-A-T. Yeah, it's P-H-A-T. So I'm going to probably go there. And then there's another. (laughs) (laughs) Pretty hot. There's there's another place uh, that I'm on Google, but I'm going to probably try to hit them both up and and see. Now they close a little early, which is good. That means I'm going to get back to the room and and study a little bit and learn a little bit. I got you. But they they close, yeah, at nine. So uh, after this, I'm going to get it in. Let me say this. Let me say this, Doc, because I I see conversations on Facebook all the time, uh, typically by women talk about you know men who can't get it up um you know what do you do uh what you know conversation and and, and it is interesting to say and i'll say this to the uninitiated right um Mm -hmm. we don't you know and and tell me if i'm wrong if i'm just pontificating here um you know as we're younger we don't think about the entire uh system that is at play for people to to for humans to become aroused you know, and I don't think we right. think about that. And particularly as we get older, right, there are so many other factors that play into the level of arousal. Um, that's actually interest, <laughs> you know. And so, you know, there are times when somebody may not be aroused um, or interested. And so the the psychological response that comes into uh, an erection comes into play as well. And so I think that we, I just want to say this for everyone, I think that we need to think about everything that's in play when it comes to both, you know, whoever, you know, as a human, when it comes to our body's levels of arousal. Now there are all, there are psychological and physiological things that may be impacting that. But I also don't want to, what I saw in these chats was that there was a lot of shame for, for, for men who could not, you know, who could not, you know, have an erection or different things like that. And I think that I'm calling that out. I think that we need to actually stop the shame that goes along with it because we as humans have a number of issues that go through our mind and our bodies that may hamper our arousal, you know? And so trust is a huge thing. And particularly as we get older, and if you're dealing with any sort of trauma, if you're dealing with any sort of, you know, past sexual trauma, that weighs out, right? That weighs out and weighs into your level of arousal. Trust is big. And I, you know, for me, trust is huge. 
And right. I know that, you know, I take my time to build trust because I want to have a great, great experience. But it's not like, right. you know, it, look, it's not like the Boy Scout just ju- dumping, you know, jumping into, you know, you know, jumping into every like every, you know, right. <laughs> yeah, I couldn't I couldn't find an adjective. Uh, <laughs> so, um, so it's interesting. So I think that conversation needs to be had. I think that when we actually start making veiled comments like, well, I, I would leave, I wouldn't, you know, if, if he can't pleasure me and all the different things. And I think we lose sight of the human experience. And I think that's where I am, right. that we lose sight that there may be something greater than, you know, oh, he, this person cannot be aroused. It may be you. <laughs> you right. know what I'm saying? Right. And so I just want to say that uh, this has been a wonderful conversation, but I, I, I want to move us um, because it's, you know, at the recording of this show, and this will come out very soon. It's December 14th. Can you can believe that? It's December 14th. And it's crazy. We've done nine shows and we've had wonderful conversations. I'm going to keep these conversations going on into the next year. Dr. Bats is our recurring guest. Uh, but we talk at length about what it means to be revolutionary in your life. Like, what, what does it mean? And for those who have not answered the question, you know, there are opportunities for you. And, and we're excited. We are actually live testing our curriculum as well. I want to say that that will go out next year. Um, to our folks, you know, I'm gaining feedback from my core folks to see if this really fits. So I'm excited about that curriculum that will help you answer, that will help you answer the question and then move through a roadmap that will allow you f- to fulfill your revolution, revol- your revolution, excuse me. Like, how do you revolt and evolve, right? How do you know your choice points? Who are your midwives? Who needs to see you on this revolution? And then how do you figure out what the next revolution is? That's our five tens. We've been talking about that throughout the year. And that curriculum will help you move through that space. And Dr. Bass and I will be moving and we will be teaching this curriculum together as we think about this. And you think about what we talk about, like cardiovascular health and overall health, right? Think about and how how we integrate that into our psychology of being the most revolutionary version of ourselves. So it starts with our mind and our bodies together to be the most revolutionary version of yourself. But Dr. Bass, I I wanna spend a few moments talking about Closing out your revolution, you know, closing, closing it out. Like you've been doing, you figured out what the answer was, right? And for me, I've already, you know, I've already figured out what my next revolution is going to be is that I want to spend more time. I want to spend more time next year really focused on my blood pressure. I've really, my father died of that. My father had vascular dementia, vascular, one of the precursors to vascular dementia is hypertension or that's one of the things. And so I want to mitigate that. You know, I don't, I want the last five years of my life to be upright, playing pickleball, doing whatever, you know, having nocturnal tumescence, whatever. Um, you know, and so, um, how do we close out our revolutions, right? How do we make sure that in these waning days and waning moments of the year, Dr. Bass, that we have the ability to say, I can come to completion. Well, I love that question in the sense where it takes me back. And I had this this discussion this past weekend when I was doing a mentorship or a mentorship activity with the National Society of Black Engineers Junior Chapter in San Antonio. Mm -hmm. And they brought me in to talk about heart health and various things and careers in medicine. But as I started to talk to them, I realized that many of these kids were probably the top one, top two percent of wherever they were. And ultimately, I issued a challenge to them. 
I said, I know you're doing in this space, but one of the ways to allow your revolution to evolve and grow is first to don't look geographically at what your comparators are. We are in a not only national, uh, you know, not really competitive space, but an international competitive space. And for these folks and, and you say, well, why are we competing with our resolution? Not from a competitive standpoint, but from a growth standpoint. The goal is that if you can accomplish your revolution by yourself, then it's too small. Too small. So the first thing you look at is how do I leverage this in such a way? Now, now you made the comment, well, I'm, I'm looking at my next revolution, but many people can't see the forest from the trees. Mm. And so the other thing that I challenge them to is as a track athlete, if you stare at the finish line, inevitably what you do, you ready for this, is you slow down you because see. you say I'm almost there. Mm. And so I'm going to lean my head. And, and that's not a lean where you're leaning your body. This is the physical aspect of almost bowing out and taking a break. So right. I say, don't look at the finish line, stare five, 10, 20 yards beyond it. And that's your target. And guess what? You'll still zip through the finish line. And if you always look ahead of where that target is, you're looking for your next revolution. Right. The final thing is, is that on this road to revolution, right? First, we see that it is not a local thing. We want to expand and look more broadly. Then we don't want to stare at the finish line. The final thing and how you put these things together is you have to, this is going to sound crazy, start to link your likes. What? Link the things that you enjoy you about, doing. You talk about don't. linking Facebook and Instagram? <laughs> no, not linking Facebook and Instagram. Link the things that you like to do. Because a lot of kids get caught up. And I say kids because this was a group I focused it to. And I asked them, well, well what do you want to do? Well, I want to be a biomed. That's great. But what do you like to do for fun? And they said, what? And the parents were even looking. Why are you asking my kids? Because it's important that what you do has to be a part of who you are. And who you are is ultimately the things that fulfill you. Hanging out with you, I know it seemed like we actually went into it just to have a fun night. But our true natural selves, our true purpose came out when yeah. we started to talk about men's health, economic empowerment, yeah. community yeah. development. And this was all just natural because it is what natural we do. And I made the I made the joke to say we should have kept a camera up and made a focus group Man, because we that literally been, that been so developed. Hot. You see what I'm saying? And we and it yeah. wasn't it wasn't scripted. It wasn't planned, but it is no. who we were. So ultimately, first realize that your revolution can be expanded and how you leverage that is through relationship. Second, don't stare at the finish line. Look 5, 10, 15 yards beyond and keep running once you push through. And thirdly, link the things that you like to do with what you're revolving and evolving into. Yeah. Yeah. Let me give you a clapping sound here, Dr. Batts. <laughs> Don't do it. You're going you go, you go, you to end up closing me out. <laughs> no. Here, me, I, know, I, know the, I was trying to see how that emoji thing came up again but uh but no and I, and and again it was from that just organic kind i couldn't believe like how well brother i'm thinking about doing this i want to be clothing designer but i'm in it i said why not why not said and i don't i don't remember but i said why not set up a site where people could go in you use an ai based system and it wasn't me and he said you know what i can do all those things i said exactly mm-hmm. so you're still working in your space but you're proving your passion and developing a product that pushes you to your purpose it, it that is the goal it. right you know, it's interesting. I, I, I'm gonna I'm gonna play on this. You know, to link your likes, right? To think about your revolution. Um, if my revolution is not even if my revolution is to control my blood pressure naturally, what do I like? Like, how do I link my likes? That's an interesting thing, revolutionaries. Like putting putting your likes together, and 
you know, make, you know, making sure that you are, you know, making sure that you are doing the things that can bring about your revolution. You know what I'm saying? And so I'm thinking about how, how am I working out? How am I working my heart? You know, how, and I love, I love, you know, plant-based foods and it is seeking out more opportunities for plant-based foods. Um, it is really, really being intentional about looking at my salt intake and looking at the foods with low, low salt intake to say, okay. And it's, it is also me drinking. Let me show my camelback bottle. All right. You know, it is also, I love flavored water. Like, you know, I love flavored water, put in my little uh, magnesium and magnesium and different things in there. But that is, that is an opportunity for me to link my likes, you know, playing pickleball, getting on the Peloton, running in the gym. Community is also one of those things that lowers blood mm-hmm. pressure, you know? And so I talk, we talk about this all the time on the show is how do we lower or how do we find community? That is, that is the biggest thing. How do we find community and move forward and, and associate ourselves with people that bring us peace and ease? Life is hard enough. And I'm not saying shy away from the difficulties of life, but right. it also means, and you know, shout out to Mrs. Bats. Um, there's a, there's a feeling and there's a hypothesis, you know, that we go out and we, when we leave out of our doors, there's an armor, there's a uniform, there's a superhero costume, whatever it is. But if we can go back to a place Dr. Bats, if we can go back to a place where we can strip ourselves, that we can be our most vulnerable selves, that we can find home and the definition of home, a place that is peaceful. And every, not everybody goes to home. People go to a house with other folks, but they go home. Home is a place of ease and peace and love and harmony and vulnerability. It doesn't mean that it doesn't get challenging. But 90% of the time, 85% of the time, I'm going home because home is my place where I have solace. We lower our blood pressure. I'm looking for home. I'm looking for home. And I think if we, if, if we link our likes, and I think that is so important that you said that, that moving to your revolution means that you have to find those things that, you know, that are, that are correlated together that you can fulfill this revolution i love that i love that that is a that is a very purposeful thing to link your likes in 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 moving towards your revolution and and again it was something that well first thank you i appreciate uh you know the discussion point there but (laughs) but it was one of those things that that came about because when you think about it it's easier to move in. Well, you, we kind of talked about this. It's easier to move in a space that you're already comfortable in, right? Because people say, well, well, why did you, you know, start doing fitness and training? Heck, I've been an mm-hmm. athlete all my life. Most of my time, you know, I spend working with my kids or working with other youth in the community. I mean, you know, my daughter was a Division One athlete, right? Guess who had to learn volleyball? And mm-hmm. I like sports. I like that. But I knew that learning those different positions, learning those, di- in your case, right? You mentioned I really want to focus on one of the things that you've done that's really forced me. I mean, Peloton, pickleball, you're doing all those activities that you already enjoy in a community of individuals that's going to hold you accountable. And guess what? 
your blood pressure, your sense of home, and mm-hmm. those type things are going to continue to be fortified by that process. Yeah, I think one of the difficulties is is people oftentimes, and this is going this is going to hurt. Remember, we talked about those three things on as you move forward, and you, you look at the the time, you look at the quality, and you look at the cost. Some of those people aren't willing to step outside of, and I think Joyce, I, I forget who it was, who talked about that that circle. Afraid to step out of that circle and find new circles to help you develop new skills and develop new ways to identify those blind spots in our lives. And by doing so, go ahead. No, no, you go ahead. Finish. And by doing so, we limit ourselves the opportunity, just like with you. And I'm going to say that you're the first, other than my barber, shout out Will Scott, that that basically does Peloton. Now, I still don't know if I'm ready for it, but it is such a big community. You're the first brother I know. So I, I look at you, you coming in looking fit. I said, look at this, look at this fit looking dude, looking like he just jumped off a magazine and ready to run. Wait, sure, you, you, can't see the, you can't see the pecs jump, but I got to wait sure my, pe- my pecs are jumping. I just want you to know. <laughs> His pecs are, no, man, I'm, I'm, I, was, I, I felt proud. I felt proud. I'm waiting in the hotel. I see him come in, people head turning. He looked like something. Yeah, and, oh, and we, did, we did a photo shoot. We did a photo shoot, actually. And I'm going to shoot them shots out I to you. Wait. I've, been waiting so. for these, I've been waiting for these photos okay. for like two weeks. No shade. You know, when, when other projects, I got to close out some other projects. Right. But, yeah. man, I'm you looking know. at them images and I'm like, Are you a model? Oh, Are you a model? <laughs> <laughs> but that was the vibe, right? But it was that just healthy air. We're walking through the crowd and I'm like, this is cool, man. This is my friend who is emoting this this energy of positivity, this certain thing. And, and, and oftentimes in, in, in our church, we say sometimes many of us don't look like what we've been through. And whatever you've been through in your life, whatever you've been through in 2023, this is an opportunity for you to say, I know I've been through those things. But in order to have a testimony, you first got to have a test. And that test might be giving up sugar for a little while. That test might be going plant based. That test might be looking at some of the deleterious behaviors that you've carried over from your childhood into your adulthood and into your formative life and saying, I'm going to let those go because I want to reach that next portion. Yeah, I want yeah. to get to that next revolution. And sometimes it requires letting go. I talked about things. Sometimes it requires letting go of people, letting go of things from the past that attach yourself to those old versions of yourself that they wow, still like, story. but you done buried. You yeah. done got rid of many of those things, but they only remember you through that lens. And so it's uncomfortable yeah. for them to meet the new version of you. Man, and sometimes you gotta story. act like Teddy P and just say, "Let it go." I think I let, it go let it go. And it. There you go. You knew where Looks I was like going. Like a friendship, TK. <laughs> 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 well, 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 Interesting that you say that because I, I have, I've said this. Uh, you know, the arduous part about coming, moving back home, three years is that I was like, "Oh, I've got this built-in network." All my, you know, I'm coming home. I'm coming home. Mm-hmm. But the reality, and this is not shade on anybody else, because you know, I didn't grow with I didn't grow with folks because they stayed here, and I they didn't grow with me because I moved away for 15 years. I travel the world. You know, I've I've mm-hmm. been all across the world. Um, my thoughts about human. You know, I, I'm a human centric person. I want to see the humanity in people, um, and so I will I will get upset when folks don't see the humanity of people and i also 
try to catch myself when I don't see the humanity of me. So I don't want to say that I'm sitting here perfect, Dr. Bats, because I'm not. I, but the one thing about emotionally intelligence is, is being self-aware. Can you catch yourself when you are at your, when you're failing? That's the thing. It is not being perfect. You know, emotional intelligence is not about perfection. It is about being self-aware and saying, okay, I see the behavior that I'm exhibiting. How do I change it? And so the interesting piece is moving home and thinking that I had this built-in network and understanding that the folks that I thought I was coming back for were different. Right. And I had to understand, I had to understand like, wow, my friends see the older versions of me and they're holding on to that. And I'm just not that person anymore. And I had to be okay, Dr. Bats, with, you know what? We may not get down like that anymore, right? Right. We may not get down like we used to because I don't, I, you don't exhibit the same behaviors that you used to and I don't. But the one thing I, the one thing that I say is that I want to meet the version of you that you are now. And I'm going to, right? I'm, you could be something wholly different now. But if I, like you said, if I'm holding on to this past version of yourself, then I'm doing you a disservice. Right. I'm doing you because whatever work that you've done, whatever, you know, you, you know, for many of us, we do the work and we show up differently and we want to be seen as this. And, you know, at 21, I went from Chucky to Charles and I wanted people to mm-hmm. see Charles. At 40, I went from Charles to Dr. Corporate. So I wanted people to see Dr. Corporate. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. And do, so from 40 to 50, Dr. Corporate went through a whole lot of stuff. Dr. Corporate did a lot of work, <laughs> a lot of work. Mm-hmm. So I want people to see. Charles and Dr. Corper and all the amalgamations is as who I am at 52. That's who I want you to see. I don't want, look, mm-hmm. hey, there was a password. And there were, we've talked on the show on that power forgiveness show. There were things that happened eight, nine, 10 years ago that I'm not proud mm-hmm. of. But that was that version of me. Right. You know what I'm saying? That was that version of right. me. But this is me now. And so that's the thing. Sometimes the table was full and sometimes the table is going to get a load. You're going to remove some chairs and you're going to mm-hmm. let people go. And guess what? They're going to let you go. And right. you have to be okay with that, right. that folks are going to let you go. And I, and, and as an only child, that was hard for me, Dr. Bats. That was hard because, you know, my, my, my brothers were the, you know, were my friends. I didn't have mm-hmm. anything else. And so when you have people that have been there for a, a, the long, you know, the long stay of your life and all of a sudden they're gone, you were like, well, what the fuck? Yeah. Sometimes people leave, you know, and you're not the same. And it's okay. And and I like that you said that because it also involved you, even the people that you kept, reframing what that relationship meant. Yeah. And and I'll use, you know, now that he's my friend, you know, Commander Doolittle, right? Yeah. Because as friends, even though we were um, unattached, so to speak, and could stay out, we said, hey, look. We respect yeah. that you drove us. We're not going to take advantage of your time, even though he was more than willing to yeah. to stay yeah. out and do. But it is understanding those people that you brought with you to that new version. Make sure that you're compassionate enough to understand their life, to yeah. understand the things yeah. that they have to value yeah. and getting back home and seeing his daughter and getting to you know various things and then having discussions. Because even though you can say, well, man, I don't have kids, I can, but trying to relate. I think the one thing is that we oftentimes want to force our 
current situation on someone else, but not bring them along and say why it's important for me that I can't stay out till X and why I can't do Y. Not that I don't want to. It's just these are new obligations that I have to be responsible for, because if I do anything against that, if I do anything against that, then it changes the version of you that you see. Yeah. And, yeah, and that's the yeah. and that's the challenge of, of understanding what that means. And and I'll say this as a um, as a father, and it is different being a father to uh, both young men and young women. And I'm, I'm navigating that in a way where understanding that the conversations that I have with my two boys are, and I say are different just because. I know what my expectations are for my boys and girls, not from a not from a success standpoint. And one time I had to explain to my daughter, I said, it is my job to help you understand how a lady should be treated. It is your mom's job to teach you how a woman should act. At the same time, to my young men, it said it's my job to teach you how a man should act. But it's your mom's job to teach you how you should treat a lady. And those are two totally different things. But when I comport myself, when I have certain actions and behaviors, attitudes, ideas, and even things that I say, I have to be cautious and pause because I know that they pick up small amounts of this new version. Understanding right. that things that right. I would have told my sons 10 years ago with an old version, I got to go back. Oh, well, dad, you remember you said, oh, yeah, yeah. That was a version that wasn't quite evolved as this. And, and if I said that, that's on me. I misspoke. This is how you should reframe it. Sometimes it requires going back to people who you have built those new versions of and, and, and whatever those versions were and reframing what the new you looks like. And I think, you know, this weekend was was a great example uh, or oh, that weekend that we hung out was a great example yeah. of what that means. Yeah, no, it, you are you're exactly right. And, and that respect that we were able to give to Corey to be like, okay, look, bro, we like, we know like, okay, it's time to go. Mm-hmm. And he was like, yeah, it's time to go. And he would have stayed, <laughs> right. Yep. He's, he, you know, younger, bro, older, bro. He, he definitely would have stayed, but it's that record. Yep. Like you have other obligations and this is, you know, you know, right now, like we we can, we can roll, but you got to go home mm-hmm. and take care of your family this morning time. Right. <sighs> look, man, you know, um, I know. Yeah, no, I, I, I know, man. Um, these are always fun. These are always like the highlight of just, just the highlight. They're, they're, they're fun. They're informative. They they are quite, they can be lowbrow. They can be very highbrow. You know, <laughs> Dr. Bass, Dr. Bats is always trying to save face. I'm the, I try to be the funny one. Uh, <laughs> I met a comedian today. Um, but I, again, I just want to continue to say how grat- you know grateful I am for our friendship and our, the opportunity for us to spend this time together to uplift our revolutionaries, the people that really are our core believers and our core listeners in uplifting their lives and to be the, rev- the best and most revolutionary that they can be for themselves, their community, and the world. We need you, revolutionaries. Like, the world needs your, needs your greatness, right? You have something inside of you that nobody else has, and the world needs it. There's so many people out there with great ideas that are holding on to it. And I say that the world needs your greatness. There's somebody out there that says, you know what? I don't know what to do, but you have the answer to that. Can you imagine that when you have the answer to to something that could save somebody's life? Mm. Think about that, right? Imagine imagine if Dr. Bassett said he wanted to go to be a real estate agent. Can you imagine that? 
But the gift and talent that he has is to be one of the world-renowned cardiologists. The, the ability to, that he wants to give his talent, time, and treasure back to the community to say we can be healthier versions of ourselves. The question that I'm asking myself this year is how do I even be better? How, do I, can, how can I feel even better? And having the, uh, in, having the ability to have Dr. Bats on speed dial, he is number six on the speed dial. You know what I'm saying? Oh man, yeah, yeah. That made so, my that was my Christmas hey, gift, man. Hey, that is, that is it. To be able to have Doctor Bats and his talent on speed dial is a blessing to the world. Think about that. What are you doing with your talent, revolutionaries? Maybe that's the question that you need to answer. That's right. My revolution is to give my talent out to the world. Wow. Can you imagine that, right? To, to give what you have out to the world and then to watch it, to seed it out to the world and then to watch it blossom. Maybe that's the revolution. Mm-hmm. Because seven years ago, I decided to do this show, not for myself. Well, selfishly a little bit for myself because I wanted to interview black men doing dope black shit in the world to help me grow and be this version of myself that I am right now. Mm-hmm. And that's what we've done for seven, seven years. January 17th will be our seven year anniversary. Can you imagine that? Seven years, week after week, month after <clears throat> month, year after year, men like Dr. Bats, Chaz Scott, you know, he, what he said, if you, you look, if you can control your nervous system, you can control your destiny. That was yep. powerful. Mm-hmm. That was powerful. Kishana Palmer, Joyce Chen, you know what I'm saying? Chris Matthews, all those folks, you know, I mean, just Mm -hmm. amazing people that have been on this show telling their stories, how they have given their talents out to the world. Mm -hmm. I want to know, revolutionaries, how you're going to figure out what your talent is and how you're going to give it out to the world. Because if you can do that, we will be better people. I promise you, look at what Dr. Bats is doing with the world. We are better. I'm a better human because of Dr. Travis Bats. Is there an A in the middle? Is it Dr. Travis A. Bats? Middle name Antonio? No, it's not. You know know what my middle name is? Carlos. (laughs) Big Los. Oh, that's what it is. It, it, <laughs> that's that's, yeah, where it comes that's from. how big Lowe's comes from. I did not yeah. know. Look, and he is not big. He's like two foot. <laughs> hey, hey. Oh, hey, hey, I'm just saying. I'm just saying. Now you can see. The, see, you can see. Yeah, you yeah, yeah, that, there, there you go. There you, we, we, hey, make sure you take that out. <laughs> Dr. Bass, I just want to say thank you. The revolutionaries, thank you. And thank you for giving, what, giving your talent out to the world. We are better humans because of that. And in true revolt and of all fashion, I will leave the floor and the closeout to you. Well, thank you. And again, I, I truly appreciate the speed dial um, comment was one that I was not expecting. And I do appreciate that because I know that opening up your space, opening up your time and opening up that slot to where you want to contact me at as quickly as you can really means a lot to me. And I'm, and I'm saying that truthfully. But revolutionaries, as you look at what 2023 has been and what 2024 can be for you, ultimately, it comes back to you making a decision that you want to change. Now, the difference in change and chance is only one letter, switching that G to a C and taking a chance on the new version of you. Mm. There was an artist that said in a song, he would give you the world. You don't have to be perfect. You just have to be worth it. Now you say worth it. What what do you mean? You have to find worth in yourself to truly decide what you want to be 
that next version, that next opportunity, that next ability to show the world just who you really are. Remember, the goal is not perfection, but it is progress. And I leave you with saying, continue to revolt and evolve. Yeah, there it is. Revolutionaries, we love you. We love you. We love you. We will see you in 24. And please, if you have any questions, thoughts, reach out to Dr. Bats on his IG and reach out to us. You know, we are here with you. We love you. We love you. Talk to you soon. Peace, everyone. We're good. You know, I know that was the target. As one woman said to me, you know, sex is a sex is an elixir. It is it is good for my mental health. Yes, it is great for my mental health. I am a happier, less cantankerous man than I'm having regular sex. Like literally, right? I know it's like oh, you just talk about sex. Yeah, we are saying this out loud. Um, sex is really good for your mental health. It's good for your physical health. The endorphins, the uh, neuroepinephrines, um, the ability to you know release. Uh, whatever's going on in your life. And I'm not talking about the physical release right there, but whatever's able to go on in your life for those moments, you know, you have the ability to turn it, turn off the world. And that is why it's good. And, and for, for men, and particularly as we know that diabetes and hypertension and cardiovascular disease are uh, not even precursors, but they are uh, very, very correlated, very correlated to sexual dysfunction, uh, particularly in men. And so having the ability to take care of yourself, to mitigate diabetes, to mitigate cardiovascular disease, to mitigate hypertension, you are going to have a more robust sex life. I like that. Continue to revolt and evolve.